Welcome to Fandemonium, the podcast that puts sports fans in the spotlight. Get ready as host Matt Kudrowski introduces a new guest to explore a new perspective on the heartbeat behind athletic events. So put on some face paint, hold on to your snacks, and join in on the Fandemonium. Hey there, Fandemonium. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Matt Kudrowski. I want to welcome you to another fantastic episode of Fandemonium, the podcast that puts sports fans in the spotlight. On today's show, I'll be speaking with Jell Lux, a sophomore sports communications major at Piedmont University who is a Buffalo Bills and Atlanta Braves super fan. Those Buffalo Bills are known for just what we're going to talk about today, and that is the Bills Mafia. For this episode of Fandemonium, we'll be talking about how fan bases embody their teams, as well as fan intensity and the biggest rap that sports fans have, and that is fan violence. Why do sports fans get so worked up the way they do? Why do some games seem more intense than others? And is it really just a game? So buckle up, put on your favorite jersey and your ball cap, because it is time to join in on the Fandemonium after this momentary break. Hey, ever wondered what happens when a sports fan has a mic in their face? Well, tune in on Wednesday mornings at 9 a.m. for Pardon My Overmodulating, the loud and proud sports talk show hosted by Matt Kudrowski. Every show features bold takes, fiery passion, and a chance for you to join in on the debate. So mark your calendar, set an alarm, do anything to make sure you don't miss Pardon My Overmodulating every Wednesday morning at 9 a.m., Hosted by Matt Kudrowski on C98.7 FM, the student-run radio station at Piedmont University. Welcome back, Fandemonium listeners. You're back on the Fandemonium. You're back on the Fandemonium podcast. You're back with your favorite lovable or hateable host. I don't know. Maybe you have mixed opinions about me. I don't know. Matt Kudrowski bringing you the Fandemonium, the podcast that puts sports fans in the spotlight and today's episode will be a special one. We have a dear friend of mine, Gel Lux. Yes, Gel, as in like hair gel. Gel. I'm gonna try and enunciate this as best as I can so y'all can make sure that you're hearing me correctly. Gel. There we go. Gel is a sophomore majoring in sports communications at Piedmont University. They are also a Buffalo Bills and Atlanta Braves super fan. Jell, welcome to the pod. Hey, Matt. It's a pleasure to have you. Are you excited? I'm very excited. I'm excited to talk about my Bills. Well, today we're going to talk about just that. We are going to talk about the Bills Mafia, as well as fan embodiment, sports rivalries turning personal, and a little bit about fan violence. So without further ado, are you ready to mount up? Mount up, Mafia. Mount up, Mafia. (laughs) Let's go. All right, so... My first question for you, Jell, is how did you become indoctrinated with the Bills Mafia? My entire family's from Buffalo. My dad's side primarily. My mom's side's from North Rochester, Sodas area. So my entire family, they're all Bills fans. So my parents moved down to Georgia in like 2000. And it's just, my dad's such a huge sports fan. And I've kind of followed his tracks. So I've become a Bills fan because of that. If your dad is any kind of sports fan, as much as you are, I would be very scared of your dad. 
I I am. <laughs> I keep, yeah. You're scared of your dad? I am. Because I'm scared of you when you're watching Buffalo games. Matt, you think you've seen the worst if you've seen me. I like to scream and shout a lot, but my dad is like, he's so weird about it. He won't wear Bill's stuff during games days. He's like, no, the Bills are playing. I can't wear Bill's stuff. Or he'll not watch the game at all. That like, seems he, counterproductive. Well, he'll listen. He like will have it on the TV at home. And then he'll go down to the basement and listen to it. And he's like, I'm not watching this game. They suck. Or whatever. <laughs> oh, my gosh. He honestly, like, whenever I hear from my mom that he's watching the game, I'm shocked. Because he had to watch all four Super Bowl losses. So I don't blame him for being so nervous. I would be that nervous in the playoffs like I am now. But during the regular season, he's like that too. Do you think that he would ever watch the Buffalo Bills if they go to the Super Bowl this century? Yeah. I hope they go this year. I don't want to say they are because then they won't. But I think he'll definitely watch it. But if they lose, things will be broken for sure. When the, the when the Bills lost, either, it was either the first or second time my, my grandma told me that he took all his Bills stuff and he put it in a trash bag and he took it out to the curb and said, throw this all away. I don't want it. Smashing stuff seems to be a major part of Bill's Mafia. Smashing through the tables, I know, has gone incredibly viral when it comes to Bill's Mafia. Tell me about the culture of Bill's Mafia. What does it mean to be a part of the Mafia? <laughs> well, I mean, there are a lot of Italians up there, so it makes sense. There, are, I mean, there's Mafia everywhere. But I don't know. It just kind of became a thing. They like to set tables on fire and jump on them. Jumping on tables has been around for a while, but this year they've been setting them on fire. So being a Bills fan down here is really different than being a Bills fan in Buffalo. Because I have a couple friends down here who, they're Bills fans, but they're not from Buffalo. One of which just was born in New York, but she's never been to Buffalo. It's really welcoming down here. Like, I know a lot of Georgia Bulldogs fans. Everybody down here is a Georgia Bulldogs fan. And everybody down here is a Braves fan. But the culture between North and South is very different. So fan bases also have an impact on that. So up there, it just feels like family. It really does. It sounds so cliche, but it really is. You see somebody walking around with a Bills shirt, it just feels nice, especially when you're down here in Georgia. To see somebody who's a Bills fan and say, go Bills, it's just like the highlight of your day. But up there, it's just it's really welcoming and warming to feel like now you're with your quote-unquote people because they, they all love this team as much as you do, and you don't get to be around it that much. So Buffalo, obviously one of the the most intense fan bases that there is in sports. The best. Why do you think that some fan bases identify with their teams more intensely than other fan bases do? Well, I know it gives them a sense of reality. My grandma told me that when her dad worked at Bethlehem Steel, that's kind of why Buffalo it is what it is, is because a bunch of steel factories and stuff like that. So she would tell me that when they would come home for work and the factories ended up shutting down they didn't have anything to go to because they all just got a lot of work so they went to the bills nobody went to the savers because the savers suck but everybody went to the bills whether they won or lost so i think it's also just a distraction once you start to watch a sport you can kind of find your team like whichever one feel more drawn to it's just like this feeling you get do you think that a sign of a more intense fan base is a sign of a stronger more highly identified fan base, a team that is more closely identified. That sees a lot more identity and a lot more personal connection to their team. Yeah, definitely. And it also impacts the players as well. 
in, it's so embedded in like Buffalo culture to love the Bills. Whether you like the Sabres, I nobody cares. But if you like the Sabres, or that's because the Sabres suck. Well, even the Bandits, like because they're the lacrosse team or the Bisons. If you're in Buffalo, you got to be a Bills fan. So you hear Josh Allen after a big game, especially after the Chiefs game when we played them and won. He said, we need Bills Mafia to show up for the Cowboys game because we thought it was going to be a really tough game. And I love that he says that because when they're at home, it's such like a different environment. There's so much love and cheer. I mean, you saw this last game. They're up throwing up snowballs, going in four degrees cold. Shirtless. Yes. Ryan Fitzpatrick did that a couple years ago. Like, it's just, it really, it hypes you up to see it, even if you're not at the game. But it also, it just, it has such a big impact on the players as well on how they play. Like in the MLB, like during the 2020 season, there was nobody at the stadium and there was no enthusiasm to play the sport. But when you have your fans there, it's like now you have all this noise cheering for you and everything and you want to play good for them. This seems like a good place to take a quick break. Going to take a couple of advertising breaks. When we come back, we will continue that interview. So don't go anywhere. You are listening to Fandemonium. Hey Lions, this is Kayla Lathan. Have you ever wondered what makes your skin different? If so, tune in to my new talk show called Dermatology Weekly. It airs every Thursday at 3 p.m. on Z98.7 FM. You will learn about all types of different skin conditions, the effects they cause, and so much more. Plan to join me every Thursday for Dermatology Weekly at 3 p.m. on Z98.7 FM, the student-run radio station at Piedmont University. Welcome back to Fandemonium, the podcast that puts sports fans in the spotlight. And now to go back to the rest of that interview. Let's talk about, you mentioned performing well. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about the pinnacle of intensity. When are fans most intense about their teams? Playoffs. Or I was going to say rivalry week. Oh, rivalry week? Rivalry games, I think you would argue, are probably the most intense you will ever see fans. Why do rivalry matchups matter? Well, it makes the team play harder. They really do, especially if the rivalry's in the division. Maybe like the game is on the line or whatever, like this game matters, whether it does or not. They start to build hate, so much hate for each other, and they just go at it, and it's so fun to watch. Rivalry games, when they've built up that much hatred for each other, they become more interesting to watch, and that's kind of like how fan bases grow is to watch things like that. Like when the Eagles play the Cowboys, especially if they do it in the playoffs, everybody wants to see that because they're so hateful to each other. Or like the Bills are playing the Chiefs, but it's at home this year. Or the Dolphins. I don't know, but... Your face said more words than this mic will ever pick up. (laughs) Yeah, I don't like the Dolphins, but I don't like the Chiefs, so... You don't like a lot of teams. I'm just going to say there are a lot of teams that you... Have very strong, strong feelings this about. This is true. Well, I don't hate every team, but it's basically South Buffalo. No, MLB is different for me. I love every single MLB team, unless it's the Dodgers or Phillies. But NFL, I only care about the Bills. I don't care about any other team. I'm just, I want them to win. Do you think that when rivalry games show up, do you think that among the fan base, intensity and passion increases? Yeah, 100%. A thousand percent. It's like whenever the – I keep relating to the Bills, but whenever the Bills play the Dolphins, it's always like a hype. Even if it's in the regular season, doesn't matter, or if it's at the end of the season like this year, it gets you hype. Tickets are more expensive. 
but it, oh my gosh, like all those Bills fans traveling to Miami, like overrunning it, that shows how much they love their team and how much they hate the Dolphins to travel basically across the country to go see their team. And I know a lot of fans do that. And I know fans would do that for the Super Bowl too. Do you think that a more intense fan base is more likely to travel to away games? Yes. Yeah. Because then that grows a fan base, whether they're from Buffalo or not, or whatever city they're rooting for. Because I hate to relate to baseball, but in the 90s, the Braves would play on, I can't remember what channel it was, but the entire country could watch it. So not only is there Braves fans in Atlanta, but there's Braves fans all over the country because they grew up, whoa, what's on TV? Oh, there's baseball and the Braves play every single night. So let me watch the Braves. But yes, an intense fan base will travel to see their team 100%. I'm going to circle back a little bit and go back to rivalries for a little bit. Okay. I asked whether or not you think intensity and passion increases with rivalry games. Do you think that we also see more of a prevalence of fan violence on rivalry week? It's actually scary. You don't see just random teams beating the crap out of each other. But rivalries, people die from rivalries. It's bad. A Bills fan died after the Miami game, got shot and killed in Miami. I remember that story. Which is wild. I think that's like... That's unsafe. Professional sports teams, they got to get that under control because it's honestly scary to see that much hatred to turn into violence because that's also a negative impact on whatever team's playing because hearing somebody died because they root for your team and somebody beat the crap out of them and killed them is awful. Well, now this begs the question, where is the fine line for fan bases between intensity and fan violence or fan intimidation? I feel like if you're not hurting anybody, it don't matter. <laughs> if, you're if you're not hurting anybody, it don't matter? If you're jumping through a table, you're only hurting yourself, but you're doing it because you're a Bills fan. But, I mean, but if, I'm talking more so about like fan passion. I'm yeah. talking about when fans are, are screaming. Is there a fine line where fans start screaming at each other? Then that becomes pretty bad because if you're screaming at each other, then that can turn into violence. But also, fans can fight each other, even if they're rooting for the same team. It's wild. It's insane. I know Philly fans beat up other Philly fans. It really does I feel like that could also be set for a lot of different fan bases. Yeah, but it's also a lot of it. A lot of fights start over opinion base. You can say your team sucks and mine's better and say all this stuff to somebody and make them mad. But as long as you're not causing violence, you can scream and shout as loud as you want as long as you're not being rude to the other team or other fans. So you were talking about how you think – You're saying, like, the NFL needs to get a hold of this. Yeah. How would you promote an intense fan base but in a more safe environment? I would have more security. I know a lot of stadiums don't have enough security as they should. Like, you see concerts at those stadiums have much more security than the people that play football there. Like, it's crazy. I just think there needs to be nicer employees as well because then that also impacts the fan experience. If you run into an employee and they're being pretty rude to you and snooty, that like impacts the fan experience, which could add up and cause violence. I really think that. I think just the fan experience at the stadium it has an impact and more security. So what I'm hearing from you and what I've heard from quite a few other people is that the fan experience really does matter. Yeah, it really does. Especially when you're going to the game. It does. I feel like I want to ask you one last question. Would you ever think better of a team if you had a better fan experience than the first time? Mm-hmm. I've had that happen. It's the MLB, so it's baseball. You've been to Truist Park, you know. Yes, I have. 
Now, I went to a Phillies game in Philly. We were playing them when we when I was up there. So I was like, oh my, I'm going to go to a Phillies game. They're playing the Braves. Of course I'm going to root for the Braves. I've never had that good of an experience at Truist Park. Those employees were so nice. Yes, Philly fans, I do not enjoy Philly fans. But it gained a lot more respect for Philly itself, the city. Not the fan base, because I don't like the fan base. Well, obviously you don't like the fan base, because it's a rivalry. Yeah, because that's the Braves' rivalry, so I'm not going to like the team more. But You're going to have more of an appreciation, is what you're saying. Yes, and I loved that stadium so much. It was my first time going there, and it was really similar to Turner Field, so that's why I really liked it. But every single employee I ran into where they were so nice to me, I'm sitting there wearing a Braves jersey, and I'm going in the elevator, and this lady's in there and is like, oh, the Braves are winning. Good job for you guys. And she was so nice. And, like, that wasn't just the only one. I was talking to all these employees. Like, I was like, at the end of the game, I went down to the first level, and we were up at the top level. And I'm like, hey, can I can I scoot down them stairs and go behind the Braves stuff? She's like, yeah. But they weren't doing that to Philly fans. So I had such a good experience at that stadium, besides the fans, that made it so much better to where I want to go back. Truist Park, I, would, I wouldn't want to go back, but I love the Braves, so I'm going to because I love my team. But the employees have such a big impact on that. Can you share some words for sports fans about what do you think we need to do better behavior-wise to make sure that we're promoting a more safe environment for other sports fans and for people who are maybe trying to get into sports for the first time? I think taking your anger out on inanimate objects are better than taking it out on people. <laughs> People have anger issues. The more you watch sports, the more you'll get them. But I think realizing facts are big and have facts to back it up. Because if you don't, then you'll get beat up. And that's fact. I mean, you can't control people's anger and you can't tell people you shouldn't get mad that your team loses. But have more self-control over yourself and be kinder to women who like sports. Please. (laughs) Women like sports too. All right. Well, thank you so much, Jill. I really appreciate you coming on to the podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you, Matt, for letting me be on here. Those, those were the thoughts of sophomore sports communications major at Piedmont University, Jill Lux, Buffalo Bills, and Atlanta Braves super fan. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, it'll be reflection time here on Fandemonium. So don't go anywhere. Hello, beautiful people. Have you ever wanted to learn more about how disabilities and chronic illnesses are advocated on social media? Well, tune in to Digital Activism, hosted by Caden Nelms, every Friday at 5. Each week, Caden will have a guest talk about their experiences seeing activism on social media and even how they themselves advocate online. New episodes will be available every Friday at 5 on all major podcast streaming platforms. Welcome back to Fandemonium, the podcast that puts sports fans in the spotlight. This is the reflection from the Gel Lux interview and the place where I would like to start first. I, I asked the question, why do some fan bases identify with their teams more intensely than others? And I would say this, because there are teams that are better than other teams. Big example of this. Let's look at the MLB. The Oakland Athletics, who are now leaving Oakland. Do you know why they are leaving Oakland? They are leaving Oakland because their own fan base abandoned them. When you don't have a fan base that is not identified with your team whatsoever, you are done for. Thus, the Athletics have to move. They're going to move to Las Vegas. I believe that's going to be starting next season, but I'm not entirely confident on that. 
statement, but that's just a sign of why it matters that teams identify with their fan bases. The Atlanta Thrashers are another great example, and unfortunately, they're an unfortunate example because Atlanta fans, you know, we love a lot of sports. Hockey, for some reason, was not really one of them. We have lost three hockey franchises in this city. We've lost the Atlanta Flames, who eventually moved to Calgary and became the Calgary Flames. We lost the Atlanta Knights, who actually became the Atlanta Flames. And then we lost the Atlanta Thrashers, who moved back to Winnipeg and became the Winnipeg Jacks. I, I, I say back to Winnipeg, but I, I say back because Winnipeg had a franchise earlier. The, fran- the Atlanta Thrashers franchise started in Atlanta. We lost the Thrashers because our fan base could not support the team to stay here. That is the issue. When fan bases do not support sports teams, sports teams die. And the most intense sports fan bases are the ones that have the teams that are the strongest. They are the teams that usually have the best players, the best personnel, the best records, the best skill, usually play the hardest. Something about that fuels that fan base to be more and more passionate about the team and the players that they're rooting for. Why do rivalry matchups matter? They matter because rivalry teams hate each other. The Flyers and the Penguins, I've grown up watching forever. You know I'm a big Philly guy. And I have fond memories of these two teams absolutely hating each other. And when I say hate, hate is not a strong word. Hate is actually a weak word. These two teams despise each other with every fiber of their being. It's the same with the Eagles and the Cowboys. It's the same with the Bills and the Dolphins. It's the same with the Falcons and the Saints. It is the same with the Packers and the Bears. It is the same with so many teams in sports. There are a plethora, a plethora of teams teams that just cannot stand each other and when teams cannot stand each other neither do the fan bases and that is what creates a very unsafe environment now does that mean that rivalries are a bad thing no not at all rivalries provide a lot of passion they provide a lot of the fire and a lot of the love that really draws the the fan bases to the sports and the teams that they love now i'm going to move on to the fine line for fan bases between intensity and fan violence. We had to talk about fan violence because fan violence is people hurting each other. Okay? That's unacceptable. We cannot be hurting people who are like us. I say like us. We can say, well, I I can't be friends with another Dallas Cowboys fan. I'm not asking you to be friends with them. I'm not even asking you to tolerate them that much. But I am asking you to have enough decency to recognize that they're a fellow human being. They're a fellow human being with a different opinion from you. They are a fellow human being that lives life differently from you, and you have no say in how they live their life. You have no say in what team they root for. I'm not trying to say this to sound parental. I'm not going to try and sound parental here at all. But what I am going to say is that we need to be more open to the fact that there are people who are different from us who have different opinions from us. And when we understand that fact, obviously there are going to be rivalries where some fans take advantage of the fact the other fans' teams may suck. Example, if I'm going to talk about the Eagles and Washington Commanders rivalry, I say the Washington Commanders. The Commanders are on an uptick, I will say that. But the Commanders otherwise have not done well against the Eagles competitively. 
That being said, that gives the the Eagles fans a lot of ammunition to really kind of pick at the Washington fans. And I think the same can be said for Buffalo's Bills fans and with New York Jets fans. For a long time, the New England Patriots would own, and we say own a lot. Like we say that the Green Bay Packers own the Chicago Bears. We could say that teams own each other because of how they do in rivalry matchups. And when we, as fans, look at other fans and say, we own you. Yeah, that's going to turn some heads. That's going to boil some blood. But I think that there's a line between banter and personally attacking someone for their team. And we need to understand that line. We need to have the emotional intelligence to understand that a lot of this isn't that personal. It's not that personal. Get over it. It's not all about you. Now, once fans start bringing, you know, someone's mama into it, then then it's a very serious thing. That's where we really start to see security come in and start to throw people out. But when people get overly aggressive, they're throwing food, they're throwing items. I, I think of a big example. I'll say this is an Eagles fan. We we threw snowballs at Santa Claus. Okay. I guarantee you probably over half of the city of Philadelphia probably had a lump of coal in their stocking that Christmas. I don't know. But there's a fine line. Once we start to impose our will against somebody else, that, I think, is the fine line. We cannot impose our will on somebody else. We cannot impose the fact that they like a team that we don't like. We cannot impose someone's personal lifestyle or choices based on the team and players and people that they cheer for. The whole point of sports is that we are united in one facility, not even in one facility, under one network connection, that we all love sports. We love sports. We have that in common. So instead of looking at the differences, we can celebrate those differences. We can make fun of some of those differences sometimes as long as they're playful banter and we are not crossing boundaries let's never forget the fact that we are all the same and that we all love sports we all love the teams we cheer for and the players we cheer for and we need to respect the fact that there are people who cheer for other teams and other players that's gonna wrap up the reflection that's gonna wrap up fandomonium the podcast that puts sports fans in the spotlight be sure to join us next week for another great episode and be sure to join in on the fandomonium we will see you next week thank you for listening to fandomonium hosted by matt kudrowski join us next time when we will have a new guest putting sports fans under the spotlight and don't be afraid to join the fandomonium new episodes come every friday at 4 p.m listen wherever you get your podcast